Hi everybody, welcome to episode 21 of uh, Satellite 664. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Kaz Tagian, and as always I'm joined by uh, Mr. Steve Luke, your new house from Romford Essex. Good, good day to you. Bonjour. That's oh. I've been practicing French. Have you? In fact, I spent so much time with Antonio, I should be practicing uh, Italian. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know, Antonio is the guy that's put our website, so he's put my website and the Satellite 664 website together. And a little bit of news. Um, watch this space, but we are working on getting T-shirts available. Yes. And um, I mean, I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but um, they look fantastic and they will be available soon. Yeah, we're actually working on some designs um, for both, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, and just working through the colours, the colour coding, the colour scheme. Yeah, I, I think that's where the problem lies. So you like, you know, with, with us gents, we're quite happy with black. That's but right. The ladies can't can't decide. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got a couple of lovely ladies on the scene who are um, who are uh, 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 advising us. Is that is that the right assisting? Assisting. Assisting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you, mate? You everything everything okay with you? Yeah, all good. All good. 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 Sit forward a bit. You you're disappearing into the clouds there. <laughs> all right, look, it's um, I've got, got a shelf the uh, got a shelf the aircraft. Yes, which um, we're gonna really start the show with um, we really have to open the show. We cannot possibly not discuss um, the passing of the the great, and I mean in big capital letters, the great master, Eddie Van Halen, who uh, sadly, unfortunately, passed away this past week. Um, universally loved, uh, I think, everybody in the, the, the rock world, and I think the music industry as a whole was just absolutely shocked and and devastated um you know he i mean he it's his struggles with um health problems were well documented he had uh throat cancer and um i mean he was in remission for a while but it it is a very aggressive type of cancer and yeah sadly it got him in the end yes uh, I mean, let me uh, let me sort of enlighten you with a little story. Um, and this, this this happened many many years ago. <coughs> um, uh, it was about 19, uh, 1993, 94. Um, Van Halen were playing at the Wembley Arena, and I was working on the local crew. And um, once everything was set up, there was a whole bunch of us. There was about eight of us that were asked to sort of stay on. Um, and, but what the stay on entails basically is like we're there for the rest of the day. Um, so we, we get to hear the sound checks, we get to put the support band on, take the support band off, and generally set the stage up for Van Halen to sort of go straight into it. And during the sound check, um, Eddie was up there sort of just messing about with his guitar, and a lot of the crew stayed behind just to watch, just to watch him play. And um, on the corner of stage left, he came right to the front of the stage where we were standing and watching and just sat down on the edge of the stage, cigarette in his mouth, playing away. And it was like, and it, we were having like a bit of, bit of sort of banter backwards and forwards with him. Well, yeah, what a great guy. 
absolutely fantastic guy. But the fact that he had the cigarette in his mouth the whole time, <laughs> and then you go, okay, throat cancer. You know, maybe I will stop thinking about giving up myself. Yeah, there's so, a. I've I've heard a theory. Um, apparently his doctors weren't entirely sure whether the the smoking was was actually the cause of the cancer. There's um, I've been reading that Eddie used to walk around with a metal plectrum in his mouth all the time, and I, I read somewhere that the the theory is that the inter, being in the studio for so long the some look I don't understand the physics or the science of it but the electromagnetic interactions with that metal pick in his mouth um, may have been a contributing factor some sort of kind of uh, sort of chemical reaction or something. yeah 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 I mean I, I mean th- th- these things may well be carcinogenic and um, you know induce changes in the cells uh, in, in, in the oral cavity I don't know but 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 that's possibly. But you're a doctor. Oh, yes, I am, but I, I don't know everything. <laughs> and if if you don't know, then who does? I, I know stuff. I just don't know everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But um, well, look. Needless to say, yes, that his smoking was perhaps um, uh, a contributing factor. Contributing, but um, yeah. Nevertheless, look, it's uh, it's it's just sad, you know these. These these icons um, from heroes, heroes and Absolutely icons heroes. from yeah. our genre and um, uh, you know from our, our youth uh, are slowly, very slowly, one by one, um, leaving, and um, it's sad. I mean, I I remember it's sad. basically. I think Eddie was uh, was sixty four. was just a year older than me. Sixty five, I think. Yeah, sixty five. Yeah, but yeah, again, you know. Well, only a couple of years older than me, but it, it does bring it home. It does, it does. When, when you see see your heroes just sort of disappearing, it's. Uh, mm. I mean, uh, I, I was never a fa- I was never a big fan, um, and, and I, I mean, I've only got one or two Van Halen albums, um, you know, in, in my collection. But I, I mean, I loved you know 1984 and Jump and Panama and all, you know all those songs when they were. When they were actually oh, out, nineteen eighty four actually came out when I was with the band in uh, in Jersey. Oh um, yes, that's right. Because that was uh, that was one of the albums where I went out and bought the cassette straight away, and it was one of the albums I was playing all the time in my room. That's right. But uh, flying back from uh, Los Angeles in eighty eighty one, um, uh, can't think of the name of the album. Um, it would have been the third studio, full studio album. Mm. Fair warning. Fair warning, yeah. Fair warning came out, and I actually listened to that all the way home on the on the plane. Just kept turning the tape over. That was a book. Yeah, look, everybody's got a story about them. I mean, uh, not not a lot of people know this, but Van Halen were actually discovered by none other than Gene Simmons of Kiss. He yeah. he. Well, yeah, he went and saw them at a, at a, in a club in 1977 in Los Angeles, and um, he just thought this kid can play. And um, I think he actually approached them and helped them get signed. Um, and uh, you know, a lot—I mean, a lot of the my guitar heroes went and saw him, and just they all—the sentiment was, "Man, I really need to pick up my game and reach that level." He's just the 
True. If you go back to the late 60s when you had Jimi Hendrix and then you got Eddie Van Halen, there was nothing that filled that gap. Not really. Yes, there were guitars. I mean, you got Jeff Beck, etc. Clapton, well, slow hand. <laughs> um, but then you get Eddie Van Halen and he started a genre of amazing guitarists. Yeah, he did. He did. I actually, I mean, when I when I go back and I listen to, you know, albums like 1984 and, you know, Diver Down, Women and Children First, it it is the sound that, it really did pioneer the sound that my generation grew up with. Mm. You know, that sort of early 80s, <coughs> clean, punchy, hard rock sound, which... Yeah. Which, which you know, guys like me that I grew up with, and 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 then went on to discover a lot of other bands. So, yeah, we're going to miss the 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 master. Um, rest in peace, mate. And uh, thank you for some outstanding music. Yeah, thank you very much, Eddie. Rest in yeah. peace. Here, here. All right. Um, moving right along. <clears throat> let's let's talk about um, let's talk about some Iron Maiden. You've gone like this. You've gone to Mexico. Hey, you... I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Yes, I do. We're going to talk about the new album. Yes, we are going to. Yes, yeah, so finally, finally, some some news, something to really digest and think about. And um, uh, we have a live release. We have an official release from uh, Maiden. Um, the new live album. Would you do you want to say the title, Lippy? It's got a it's got a very. I've no idea what the title is. Um, I can't even see my own picture. <laughs> Something about the Knights of the Dead. That's it. Yep, that's the title. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted you to say it because you had it nicely written down there and behind you. So, um, yeah, basically, um, this is the the live album documenting um, the legacy of the Beast Tour and I think it's given that it's such a huge theatrical visual show it simply had to be documented and a lot of people were speculating are they going to do something for this tour are they not going to do something for this tour um, and well, pops along this this album and um I think really it was a right thing for the band to do, especially this year in the climate that we're in. There, there's certainly been a lot of questions asked from the fan base, a lot of uh, speculation, a lot of, a lot of um, quite probing questions to why aren't Maiden doing something? Why aren't we getting anything? Um, so many other bands have released um, music, but why aren't Maiden doing something in this downtime? But um, and op pups op. Up pops uh, this album, so uh, this is going to be a cracker. Also, I understand is that um, there were other things going on in the background that I cannot discuss, but um, that was taking up a little bit more time than than people realise. So, you know, I I can't really say much more than that. Well. yeah, it, 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 well, it, it's nice to have another live album. You know, it, it, as you said, it, you know, people were speculating about 
where they're going to bring out a studio album, which you know would be ridiculous because they can't can't go out and tour it to show it off. So this was the next best thing, and yeah, it, it'll keep it'll keep people quiet for a little while. Look, I think I think this was always on the cards because, um, as we just said a few moments ago, it, it's such a mammoth tour. They were always yeah. probably going to document the tour with this release, and um, uh, I mean, I, I think it was an inevitability anyway uh, about it. And they've also they've not skipped anything either because what they've what they've done is they've actually over the three days in Mexico, or Mexico City. They've actually managed to recall the entire set, so you know they're, they're not not skipping on anything. Um, are you are you surprised that they chose Mexico City, Loopy? Mm, um, uh, yes and no. I mean, yes, like I'm surprised that they've they've chosen uh, another South American, Central American country for a, a live album. Yeah. Um, so I'm not kind of surprised in that respect, but I've, there, there are so many dates that, or shows that they could have recorded. I mean, not being there, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, you know, they, they've recorded better shows elsewhere because I don't know. But um, certainly the shows we were talking off, you know, off air about the O2, you know, the, the, the two shows at the O2 were just phenomenal. Yeah, look, it's the I think it's the third official release in Latin in a, in a Latin American country. So, Rock and Rio was in Brazil. Uh, en Vivo was Chile, Argentina, depending on the particular frame <laughs> you, you're talking and, about. And, and another album with the word "dead" or "death" in it. Oh, again, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of <laughs> yeah. It's getting a bit old, isn't it? But um, yeah, well, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny that actually. It's just this is that, that live after death, day of the oh, night of the dead, uh, dance of death, death on the road, uh, and and I'm sure I've missed another half a dozen releases. But yeah, it, yeah, it would have been good to have something a little bit more original. But um, look, that's it is it is what it is. No, I I. I know that the South American and Latin American audiences are fanatical and, and you know, really, I mean, the band just love playing in, in those yeah, areas. nothing to do about the crowd. It's the way the band are playing. Yeah, true. I mean, we were at we were both at that London O2 gig in, in 2018, and, I mean, that was just spine-tingling, that performance. I, I'm surprised. I'm personally surprised. I, th- I would have thought they would have released London O2 um, from 2018 as, as the show, or Paris uh, 2018. But um, alas, we get uh, Mexico City. Now, the the formatting is, uh, the formats that this release is available in is very interesting. They've, um, it's it's quite an eclectic mix. You can have your simple digipack, you can have the 180 gram vinyl, you can have the hard case uh, deluxe edition, which I've ordered. Um, and guess what? Maiden of finally released a a colored vinyl uh the the, the tri-colored uh red white and green mexican color edition uh which which i think is brilliant it's great you've got to go to walmart to get it yes yeah it's at uh, apparently it's only a warm walmart 
only um, release. But whoever's working in the marketing department there is very switched on because it is a real the craze at the moment. It's a real trend at the moment, and um, the collect well, it, it sell a lot, just like you know, because the collectors will want their copy of the red, white, and green. Yeah. So from that point of view, yes, it will sell. You know, it, it'll be a number one album. You can guarantee it. Oh, the collectors will snap this up. The collectors will snap this up because all all formats are collectible. All the formats are collectible, and um, not least this one. So it's, a, it's another live album. Um, it's the entire show, um, and if it's anything to go go by, um, I think we did the two shows we saw at um, in Brooklyn. Mm. I mean, they were two immense shows. The sound, I mean, the, the visuals. It, it's it's going to be worth having in your collection, of course. You know, being Maiden fans, that's, that's uh, just looking through it. I mean, so everything's there. Greater good of God, sign of the cross. Mm. Yeah, superb. Yeah, look, I'm really happy to see it, and it's it's probably the probably the best thing that, or the best news we've had in 2020. I mean, let's face it, it's been a a garbage year. It's been a rubbish year <laughs> all around. So to have a a, rele- a maiden release to celebrate's actually, um, you know, quite quite positive. The the other thing that um, I guess the speculation or the question that people ask is why no DVD release? Um, I, I I have my thoughts uh, quite simply. Well, you've said yourself that uh, Steve Harris quoted that um, DVDs don't sell. The chances are they're they're there is one somewhere sitting on a shelf, but it's one of those one of those items that they will probably leave until like the band are, are finished, the band are recording no more. You now they're not doing live anymore. It's it's something that they're holding back because they know that after they're gone, it will sell. Yeah, you know? right, let's bring up um, the discussion of Amalad. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll in a minute, actually. That's a really interesting topic. But um, I think, look, there's there's arguments for for and against. Um, mm. Certainly, I think Maiden's, Maiden's ma- uh, management aren't terribly bullish about um, uh, DVD, physical DVD release. And even the, the Book of Souls live chapter was done as a um, uh, kind of like a, like a live stream. And I reckon they might do something with this maybe in the future. But, um, th- I mean, bands are still releasing physical DVDs and, and they are selling quite well. I mean, Metallica, Slipknot, Alter Bridge. I mean, these are all bands that have released physical DVDs recently and, and done extremely well doing it. So, and, and knowing... Sorry? The simple reason behind that. I think the simple reason behind that is quite simply because... Quite a few symbols there. Um, the uh, because there are no live, there's no live music at the moment, so it makes sense for these bands to sort of release DVDs, live CDs. You know, just just trying to fill the gap, trying to entertain people, and people are snapping them up. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it, yes, it would have been an idea for Maiden to release a DVD, just giving the people an idea. But then there's still people that haven't seen the show. They might have heard it, you know, various bootlegs, whatever. But um, 
you, 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 you've got to go and see it because it is a very visual show. And I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that they've got something put away somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, uh, visually, uh, I would, I was really hoping for a DVD because it is from from start to finish, from you know the opening where, where you've got that massive Spitfire to where Eagles yeah. Dare with all the backgrounds, the theatrics of Sign of the Cross. Uh, it it's I mean this show is made for a, a video release. It really is. So yeah, absolutely. So one would hope next year or they'll eventually they'll release something. Um, uh, if and especially if what we maybe speculate that next year's shows may not occur, may not occur, then I guess it gives them a little bit more reason to at least put something else out as well. Mm. Gee, another um, topic of conversation which uh, has come up on the uh, the Iron Maiden fan club forum is about uh, a, 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 matter, a Matter of Life and Death 2006 DVD, which word has it, rumours have it that, that it was professionally filmed, and, and we're not talking about download because that was a live stream, but uh, an actual show was filmed and there is um, there, there there is footage actually of Steve Harris and Kevin Shirley sitting in the studio and sort of mixing it, but that hasn't been released. So I think well, um, again, is that another one that uh, they, they've put on the shelf until they retire? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they are a forward-thinking band, and they certainly do plan things in advance. So. Uh, but then again, would they have been forward planning something like that 13 years but ago? They're just sorting out their pension fund, aren't they? <laughs> Plan for the future. Yeah, but, yeah, but back in 2006? <laughs> he's got to carry on living in the Bahamas because he can't afford the taxes over here. So, you know, he's got to find a way of paying his rent. <laughs> yeah, but surely not back in, surely not as far back as 2006. They, I mean, they, they wouldn't. Well, have. you think about, uh, I mean, they, they Go on and they go on. It's a bit like the Stones. Yeah, they'll go on until they drop. Absolutely. And I think Maiden, Maiden uh, yeah, I think, I think they'll do the same thing. They'll just keep going until one of them drops and that's, and then call it a day. But yeah, Amaled, that'd be interesting because it's a great album. Yeah, that's a superb album. I think, I think the, the, the fans on the, uh, on the fan, in the, in the fan club really initiated that discussion certainly before the live album was announced because there was just nothing happening at all. I mean, there was a, a real dearth of, of news and the, the, the fans were just hungry for something, hence um, why this was actually brought up uh, because people wanted something. And mm. um, along pops this new album. So, and then, and then all the, the, the topic of conversation kind of got steered yeah, if anybody, anybody out there, anybody watching knows anything about this, then please leave a comment below that we can pick up on because, yeah, you know, we're as interested in this as, as anybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now, Loopy, you, um, you just last week um, went down to Maryland Point. 
to the East End again, back in the old. Oh, in fact, you're there now. I see. It's a. Yeah, it looks like I'm outside the Queen Vic, you know, for any East Enders fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cockney Geezer, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I paid for visits with my friend Castro. And he, in fact, he invited me, which was I thought was a bit, a bit special. Uh, he's a lovely guy. Um, and I'd, I'd said to him a few weeks back, you know, I'd love to sort of get down here just to sort of get some photos or at least I'd do a bit of a bit of video. Um, right, so, but he's, right, let me start. Walked into the place and I was actually surprised at how small the upstairs, like the, the normal mm. area that we knew, like you sort of used to walk in. The big stage was on the right-hand side. The little stage was on the left. The bar was in front of you. But it was quite a distance. That distance has now been about halved, I would have thought. Wow, halved. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no stage there. It's, it's all it's all laid out like a like an eating area. So it literally is like a bar, come, come sort of like bistro, restaurant, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, like, yes, you've now got the new bar. This will be shown in the video um, um, but the main feature is downstairs and again I'll show you the video of that um, uh, downstairs it's just a wonderful space I mean it's huge whereas the capacity before at the pub was around about uh, 100 120 maximum uh, you can get about 180 people downstairs maximum um, um, but again, if you watch the video and just listen to what I'm saying, it'll give you an idea of the layout of the place. Uh, it, it, I just, I just found the space downstairs phenomenal. It looks great, and it's, it's yeah, I can't wait for it to open. The uh, the date, the set date now is March next year. Um, and he, uh, Castro was offered February, and Castro said, no, I want it to be March. Uh, what are the average reasons are behind that, I, I'm not sure. But um, So anyway, he, he's uh, he's got plans, and Castro always has big ideas, and, and I really hope this pays off. But um, he, the ceiling in the upstairs, in the pub itself, upstairs, um, is it's panelled. There's like nine nine panels, and what he wants to do is paint an Iron Maiden album cover wow. in each panel. Um, and basically, I said to him yesterday, you know, well, you don't need Maiden's permission for that because it's not like you're trying to sell it. So he's and he said, well, at the end of the day, he's going to do it, and if there is any complaints, he can whitewash it. He's not bothered. So, um, uh, but he did show me uh, quite a, a huge space on, on the stairs as you go down. There's um, obviously like you're looking at a, a quite a high wall because that is part of the staircase, but he's got this really high wall. And he said to me, I want to put something special up there. You know, can you talk to Steve Harris? And I said, well, I, I can ask, just ask the question. <clears throat> and that got me thinking about... Um, other bits and pieces so um, I mean the discussion came up about Darren Witt you know, is it you know does, does he know um, 
anybody that could donate something. There was talk amongst ourselves, you know, if we could get Darren to have a chat with Laz from the fan or ex fan club um, about donating. Anyway, what's happened is that uh, yes, I spoke to Steve. I sent him a message and he called me, and uh, he said, yeah, yeah. He said like, don't worry about that. He said because uh, he's in Portugal at the moment. Um, uh, he said, look, at the end of the month, I'll probably be back home. He said, and I will sort, sort something out for you. So he is donating something, something special, I hope. Uh, it comes from Steve, it's always special. But um, um, So, yeah, he will be donating something that will go up in this space. And it's so high up that you need more than a ladder, you know, to get the damn thing down. So it won't go missing. Wow. Um, spoke to Darren Witt. Darren Witt has said, yeah, no problem. He's, he's going to um, uh, donate some posters, um, uh, some vinyl, lots of uh, uh, picture discs, that kind of thing that can be framed. They'll all go up. Um, I think yourself, you give donate, well, are you going to donate a couple of Australian trooper cans? So. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. That'd I'll, be, um, be yeah, it'd be good to send something from here to yeah. there as a, I guess, um, I spoke to Castro yesterday and he said he'd seen the cans or he'd seen pictures. Who's Nomad? Is it Nomad? Is that the, the yeah. So I believe no, it's the Nomad brewery. Um, I mean, I don't drink the beer. I've, I've got it for a couple of people, but I don't drink the beer. Um, and, uh, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. Yeah, I think I think I would um, I would likely donate you know, a, a couple of cans for Castro over there. Be be nice to send um, a part of us or have a part of us uh, represented at the cart. So yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm just going to send him a picture of myself. <laughs> well, you are you are an icon, uh, Lippy. You are just. Um, just to make it more valuable, I might sign it. <laughs> no, no, you you are a, a, an absolute icon. So yes, I think all, all we need is a bust of you there. And um, the thing is, I mean, it, it, it's it's nice to be part of that family. I mean, it was a shame that John Duff has died because yeah. again, he was part of the family. Um, but it's, I mean. It, it, just going down there and meeting up with the guys, you know, there are so many sort of ex-maiden people that go down there. And I have yeah. said to Castro that when the time is right, I will take Steve down there. Yeah. You know, Steve said to me, well, I'll, I'll get mobbed. I said, Steve, you're going there on a Wednesday afternoon at 12 o'clock when the pub opens. There's no bugger there. You know, it gives you a chance to wander around, you know, or he just goes after hours when when the place is shut, completely shut, late at night on a on a midweek, no one's there, and he can just, just go. It. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it, it's it's amazing, really, with the you know, the amount of people that just turn up just to take photos. Yeah, he can just it's such a funny pub. He can just pretend he's he's walking around in Costco, eh? <laughs> Tesco's. Tesco, really sorry. Nice. Tesco, yeah. Tesco, sorry, yeah. That's okay, that's just a yeah. private oh, joke yeah. between us. <laughs> we'll just leave it no, at that. I, I can spill the beans on that one. There's uh, having this little chat with Steve, and he said that uh, 
we, we were just talking about sort of going shopping, and he said that um, he said he, he goes shopping in Tesco's, and I said, "Don't you get recognised?" He said, "No." No, he said, oh, I don't get recognised at all. And he said, and now, he said, like, you know, you got to wear a mask. He said, I get recognised even less. <laughs> Apparently, he only, it's only ever happened once. And that was, like, years ago. And the guy sort of recognised him, but didn't approach him. But that's just, like, the, the English way, isn't it? You know, it's, you know it's, it's bizarre. I mean, I'll go back a couple of years. But there's a, an ex-West Ham player called Ian Dowie. And uh, he's well known for um, doing uh, um, Sky Sports on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, he was wandering around um, uh, Romford, looking like he was lost. And I, I saw him, and I'm wearing a West Ham um, beanie, not a beanie hat. And uh, he sort of looked, looked at me, I looked at him, he nodded, and I thought, bloody hell, I see him Dowie. <laughs> but... It's just like the English way. You don't go up and say, can I have your autograph? We just don't do it. As opposed to uh, as opposed to other parts of the world where the guys get absolutely swamped. Swamped, yeah. Yeah, but I think we've... we've, we've um, I think we've done that one. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. 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 That was embarrassing, but anyway... All right, so shall we show the video then? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. so well, here's... Go both, whichever way around, um, it, it, this is both self-explanatory. Yep, so enjoy the video, guys. This is, uh, this is when you went down to the cart and horses and actually took some footage of what the cart's looking like now. And um, I guess, even though we covered this in episode two, we did say at some point that we were going to give an update on the cart. And, and this very much... Uh, is a is a is a pictorial depiction of. Some, what was this almost? Uh, well, it's some fifteen, sixteen, seventeen months later. <laughs> yes, yeah, because yeah. Um, we, that's an update. <laughs> yeah, because episode two. Well, we did it in June of of, of last year. So uh, you know, it's it's, yeah, so it's just uh, about, it's about fifteen months. Sixteen months. So. So yeah, so now we're we're going to show you what the cart is looking like as a work in progress, sixteen months on. So yeah, enjoy the video, and um, <clears throat> I guess we'll we'll sign off and say goodbye. So see you later. For now, we've uh, see you for the next one, and boy, the next one's going to be a killer. I'll see you. I'll see you, Dana Pub. See everyone. <laughs> right, so I am walking in from the main door and let's go this way first. Right, this wall here, uh, there's going to be a, the um, a mixing desk area. And then if I turn around, that is fire escape, so there's no access in and out. Uh, over to the side, that was the door originally where they were going to have the uh, the uh, wheelchair access lift come in, um, but uh, it turns out it's going to be 10 grand, so they're not doing that now. Um, and then let's swing around to that area there. In between those two posts is where the stage is going to be. It's going to be about 15 or 18 inches high, um, still plenty of clearance. Um, 
from what I understand, I think it's three metre clearance from floor to ceiling. Um, swinging around again, um, over in that corner, door in the corner, sorry about the cables, but uh, that will be the, the, uh, the dressing room area. And next to that is um, what's going to be like a little office. And in that is the bar area. So yes, there will be a bar, um, bottles, um, bottles and cans of, uh, of beer, the wine, spirits, all that kind of stuff. And then that is the access door. Door in the corner is for cold storage for uh, beers and more wines and all that kind of stuff. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is the new Carlton Horses venue. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Door from the going to go this way. This is the, uh, the new bar area. It looks quite wide at the moment, but then don't forget you've got um, fridges that are going to go underneath the bar. And then again, fridges that side. And then you optics. Everything else up against that wall there. Um, can't very, see very much around this side, but be assured that that dark space in there is the kitchen. Can't see very much, there's no light. And then back around opposite where the bar is, you have the toilets. That's gents in there, disabled toilet there, and Ladies probably be the only time I ever get to see that. There you go. Uh, if I head back round to where Castro is, without killing myself. Upstairs, quite small, but then you can see the size of downstairs. Upstairs, it's just about right. And that corner is the access to downstairs. And just so you know where I'm standing, behind me is the main door. So if I stand at the main door and pan round. This is absolutely everything. The stairs to go up. And round where the old stage was, back into the corner where the old door was. So there you have it. <laughs> 